welcome to the Marvelous Post Blip Podcast, a podcast on all things Marvel and the Fangirl Zone. I'm Mischievous Dave. I'm Sean fangirl And I'm Steve. Today we're talking about episode one of Loki, titled Glorious Purpose. Episode was written by Michael Waldron and directed by Kate Heron. Well done by both. Okay, initial reactions, Sean, what'd you think? I liked it. I liked the mix of emotions that we had. Yes. And I was questioning things right away, so that's Ooh. right up my alley. Okay, what do you got, Steve? Amazing episode. <laughs> just, All downhill from here. <laughs> man, just so many questions, and like Sean said, so many emotions from the man himself, that and... So many questions about the TVA. So, yeah, yeah. great start, I, though. Yeah, I didn't know there was such a rich history behind the TVA, especially in the comics. Right. I was looking into it. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Well, I was a DC Oh, wait, guy. like it was something that wasn't just written for the show? No. no. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, deep roots in the comics. Yep. I think the main thing we find out is that uh, the TVA was created just to keep, what, what do they call themselves? The Time Lords or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what That's I'm the other show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Timekeepers. They just did that for their own self-preservation. It's not evident in this show, but in the comics, that's what they did it for. Like, oh, they get wiped out, so if they're going to protect the timeline, they're going to protect theirs. Right. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I liked it, too. I gave it, like, four out of five useless Infinity Stones. I was taken aback a bit by the serious tone. I, it was so deliberate, and I thought it was going to be, like, laugh-filled, but not the same Loki as the 2012 Loki, as some people refer to it. It's a little jarring. I thought the, his quick transformation near the end due to his psychoanalysis and his mea culpa was a little jarring. Like, But what, six episodes, right? So they don't have time to stretch everything else. They got to keep the train rolling. Right. Absolutely. I was surprised it was as long as it was, too. Mostly because I didn't look it up beforehand. And I don't know, maybe because this crew here talks Mudhorn. And I was like, it's going to be like a 25-minute episode or something. And I was just expecting to be mad. Yeah, when things started going on, I paused and like, how long is this? Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was happy. Yeah, me too. No problem. Yeah, for an episode that had a lot of exposition, it was mm. really well done. Yeah, it was. Boy, they made good TV. <laughs> if only we can get all of Marvel in one place, that would be helpful. Yeah. Eventually. All right, let's jump into our recap. Loki, the god of mischief, finds himself out of time and in an unusual place and forced against his godly disposition to cooperate with others. Well, we know how that usually works with Loki. Yes, that is not yeah. his strong suit. <laughs> no, he tends to betray people he is helping. Yes. So Maybe those people should have tried disrobing him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I will tell you though, the Twitter memes from this. Oh yeah. I'm Twitter and Facebook. I was like, okay, I can't believe they got so many out of one episode. Yeah. <laughs> so I am giving kudos like left and right to those people yeah. because that was pretty funny. Yes. Well, Loki opens on a familiar site for MCU fans, recapping the 2012 time travel sequence from Endgame that got us here in the first place. Now, added was a few extra Tom Hiddleston moments are spliced into the existing footage to show events entirely from Loki's point of view. The villain Steve Rogers' search and rescue gag is zoomed in, and there's a closer shot of Loki waving goodbye to Hulk in the elevator. <laughs> that was awesome. As well as fresh reaction shot during the Stark 
scuffle in the lobby. After. Which I have to say, I love the fact that somebody pointed out if the Hulk didn't like the stairs, we wouldn't have gotten this Loki episode. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and after Loki evades capture by disappearing with the Tesseract in hand, he lands in the middle of the Mongolian desert. As some villagers look on, the trickster god attempts his old tricks, announcing he's here for a glorious purpose. <laughs> I love how okay. we just stepped up on the highest rock. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. And also, was he not aware of where he's traveling now? It it just kind of go awry. I don't know. He just I would it's say funny so. just got spit out of the sky and came crashing. Yeah, to that's Earth. why I'm like, wait, he's never done that before. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know how to work a tesseract. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but before he can go any further, several people outfitted in riot gear enter the scene, including Hunter B fifteen, played by Wanumi Mosaku. She identifies Loki as a variant and formally arrests him for crimes against the sacred timeline. <laughs> Loki is just going, what the? He's the master of making faces. Yes. <laughs> and he he does have good faces that he's pulling in this, he too. Does. Oh, yeah. He tries I like to... how he shifts his eyes. You yes. know, he'll look straight at you, right? Then back to the middle, then left, then back to the middle. He tries to brush her aside, but gets hit so hard, <laughs> he winds oh my up God. feeling it at one sixteenth speed. <laughs> That was hilarious. Yes. How'd they and do just that? The way, I don't know. That was amazing <laughs> with his face moving all crazy like that. Wind tunnel face. Maybe yeah. that's what it was. Maybe they did something like that. <laughs> turned the the giant and then they like him. turned it like super slow. Right. It's out of the frying pan and into the fire for him as he gets captured once more. And the timeline is reset via a grenade emitting some purple element. Purple rain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Onto the TVA, the Tennessee Valley Authority. Yeah. Uh, oh, what do we used to call it? Geezer reference or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a geezer reference for that. The original Tennessee Valley Authority, I think, started in the 30s under a broad government expansion yep. and bureaucracy, just like we have in this current TVA. Exactly. So, how about that? Is, is that a reach? Too much of a reach? <laughs> nope. It works for <laughs> <No>? me. <laughs> okay. So B-15, who I'm lo oh, I love already, takes yes. Loki into the retro yet somehow futuristic decorated offices of the Time Variance Authority. She shoves him into an elevator where he is stripped of his head, guardian vestments, given a prison uniform, and dropped him in a series of offices. Hilarious. Yeah, now this was awesome. <laughs> Did yeah. anybody happen to see that scroll that appeared when he was brought into the authority? No. Yeah, I think there was a scroll there. That oh, you passed. mean on the building in the background? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought, why? Such a futuristic society needs something like you'd see in Times Square. Right. <laughs> so it's almost steampunk like retro the way they imagined it. My younger friends are always going, where's our flying cars? Right. You know, like my generation was supposed to make that. But it turned out we made the information or digital transformation. Right. But these guys still imagine the future as massive cities. I don't get it. Right. And it was great oh, the way they processed him because <laughs> they just throw him into a place. The bottom drops out and down he goes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. You got to explain some stuff. <laughs> I think Loki's face here was everybody anyway, because we're like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> I know I said that at least five times during the scene going on. We found out what fantastic shape Tom Hiddleston is in, too, when he yeah. gets a brief naked appearance. <laughs> Another great line was when he reaches the back with clothes on. He goes through the rigmarole of bureaucracy, signing off everything he's ever said, confirming he's not a robot or whining 
through a seemingly endless queue. And that was hilarious. The guy asked him to sign everything he said. He goes, what? And then she piece of paper <laughs> yeah. drops down just to... I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> a dot matrix printer. Yeah. Oh my God. Like so they as Loki makes his... stuck what? in the back. Oh yeah. That was so funny. As Loki makes his way through the line, he and we receive some helpful exposition via the animated Miss Minutes voiced by a Tara Strong. Long ago, there was a multiversal war between multiple timelines, nearly destroying everything. The omniscient timekeepers, timekeepers, that's their name, not time lords, but I do like time lords, yes. <laughs> broke a piece by reorganizing everything into a single sacred timeline. And as I referred to earlier, they only did it to save their own behinds in yes. time, at least the comic version. This big face trio were first introduced in the late 1970s, created from the sole remaining survivor of the previous universe, Destruction. The mysterious overlords perform much of the same function in the comics as they do in Loki and possess virtually complete mastery over time. As so the animated... these guys are different from the the Watchers? The Watchers? You mean like the Watchmen? Isn't... <laughs> but isn't there like a whole watch? The ones that like I can't remember which, I think it was Guardians of the Galaxy, when Stan Lee is like on the moon talking to the guys weren't they like a group that were like watching over timelines? Yeah. There seems to be multiple tiers to beings in Marvel. Yeah. They go, go up in tiers. I don't know if it ever ends, really. I bet these guys have a boss they don't know about. That would be ridiculous, but... Hey, we have the Eternals, so... <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Can't wait for that. As the animated exposition rambles on, Miss Minutes uses a starting an uprising as an example of something the TVA might potentially frown upon. The corresponding image shows two armies clashing with the blue folk on the left appearing to be Kree, and the force on the right possibly the Nova Corps. Based on the spiky ruins in the background, the battle is taking place on Thanos' home planet of Titan in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Ronan confirmed the Kree and Nova Corps were at war for a thousand years. So was the TVA somehow involved? Maybe. Oh my god, I have to watch now because <laughs> i didn't get any of that <laughs> oh my god yeah all the i don't know what to call them gold miners of the internet have been digging deep oh yeah <laughs> on this stuff well thank you miners yes <laughs> people who veer off the sacred timeline are known as variants and create a nexus event that would branch off and create new multiversal war this word has cropped up several times in the mcu first as an internet facility in oslo which is in the Avengers Age of Ultron, and then on an antidepressant drug during one of WandaVision's fake commercials. That was interesting. Yes. <laughs> the latter was the most likely uh, reference to the nexus of all realities from the Marvel comic, which is essentially a gateway between every possible timeline. The TVA's nexus events could take their name from the very same source, and it's up to the TVA to catch the variants and set the timeline back on its predetermined path. Now, Loki has no place in the timeline nor face a trial for his crimes against time. That made me a little sad. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> See God. the end of Loki? Come on. <laughs> there is so much to unpack now. I know. Okay, again. Wait till we get to the Joan of Arc right? stuff. Right. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I did not notice any of that. Although I will say when all of a sudden it was like, welcome to the TVA and you seen the, the thing start. I so wanted one of the like Captain America. So you're a variant. You know, right. to come on like they <laughs> yeah. Like, wait a second. And wasn't the graphics for this animation just late sixties, early seventies? Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm very familiar of... with that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It reminded of like, let's all go to the lobby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was 
was totally seeing when this was going on, but I thought it fit perfect. The set that they had for the TVA, it definitely fit the time period that they were trying to mimic. And on top of everything, just the way that all the people working there, like how they look. Because, yeah, you know, at some point you're like, I hate this office. (laughs) And just take a number. I don't care. Take a number. Yes. So, yeah, I love the attitude that they gave everybody on top of it. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. Even then and now, they dumb things down for you because you have to. Right? Um, yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and thank you for everybody who caught names that I didn't catch because we're going to cut to France in 1549 <laughs> as Mobius M. Mobius. I did <laughs> not know that name. Uh, whoever was paying attention to credits, good job. And other TVA officers are investigating a dead body. There seems to be a time hopping serial killer on the loose. Well, that sounds fun. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I had stopped. I'm like, wait a second. The only person we know that's been time hopping is Steve, really. And it's like, hold on. Right. This I know can't he's be. not doing it. <laughs> but Mobius interrogates a child, I wasn't quite sure if it was a girl or boy, who credit the killing to a devil-like figure as she, he, points <laughs> to the stained glass window, which happened to have a picture of a devil. It's like, oh, okay. And Mobius <laughs> happens so- to notice. It was weird. Mobius yeah. happens to notice that the kid's teeth are blue, which I didn't think it was a thing back then. So it's like, oh, what, what's doing this? Yeah, and- at first, I thought it was going to be something in particular to the time. I thought it was a little girl, I'd say. And I thought, oh, is that, uh, is that Joan of Arc? But no, right. this is uh, 1549, and she was dead in 1431, so kind of missed that a little bit. So I looked up 1549 to see if there was anything to it. And I said, well, is it a reference to Flight 1549? That's the one that crashed into the Hudson River and everyone survived. Right. Because we didn't oh, get an airplane yeah. reference later on. I'm like, eh, could be a reach. It's also known as the year of the multi-headed monster. Name so because of all the rebellions that happened that year. And I'm like, oh, multi-headed monster. That's like, is that a reference to like Loki and all the different Lokis there's been? Right. And they're going to dig deeper into this too. I think we're going to get into it later. But I'm still wondering if that little girl was Joan of Arc. And my tinfoil hat theory is since one of the wars that went on in 1549 was another war between England and France, I wonder if they keep bringing back Joan of Arc to grow up and, and settle these wars. Now that's a read. <laughs> <laughs> but I want it. Yes. <laughs> that's an interesting thought. And I have to say, too, like when he drew the little stick figure, I'm like, okay, what? why is he just drawing a stick figure on this? He had to tap on it, and it's like walking. I'm like, that's cool. I want one of those. Right. That was a big jump in technology from what it appeared that they had. And it was like, huh? <laughs> yeah, like, how did the kid not run off screaming? You know, yes. Devil! <laughs> I know, or grab and run out the door. Mine. <laughs> there was a stained glass window of Joan of Arc up there, too, that she walked by. So I had to look up what year she died. Right. Oh, I didn't notice that. I'd yeah. seen the devil one. And then, of course, this is when I think everybody started tweeting. And this is what's hard because nobody's watching this at the same time. So <laughs> when you look at Loki, you know, hashtag Loki, there was so many questions of Mephisto. Because <laughs> I know WandaVision dropped several hints that it Marvel's own Satan could appear, which mm-hmm. didn't happen. I don't know. Still wondering who Senior Scratchy is, but yeah, <laughs> Senior Scratchy. <laughs> Loki does feel like it could be heading down the same vein, but by the end, I think that kind of took a turn. Yeah, but I think I'm they're going to tease sure. us with Mephisto in almost every series they do. 
<laughs> we'll have to watch in all the movies. It's like, is there some kind of reference now? Right. But it seems it could be a much simpler explanation than Mephisto because Mobius comes up saying, well, we're actually chasing an alternate version of Loki. And it's highly likely the child has mistaken Loki's horned helmet for the demonic horns of how Lucifer is depicted. But wait, isn't, oh no, Lucifer is actually part of the DC universe, isn't he? Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait. <laughs> The investigation is interrupted when he's suddenly told that Loki's been apprehended. Wow, did his face light up or what? Big time. So we're back at the TVA as Loki is facing his trial, which, oh my God, in front of Ravona Renslayer, played by Gugu. Oh my gosh, I'm going to mess up the name. Gugu Batha Ra. Yep. She apparently, Ravana, that is, has made her debut in the 1965 Avengers issue. Any information on that, Dave? Because I do not have any information <laughs> comics. You uh, only seem to have comic stuff. TZ comics guy back then. Uh, <laughs> apparently in the comic, Renslayer is a human from the far future, most often a villainous figure associated with King the Conqueror. Well, that's a little odd then, because she certainly doesn't seem that way as she's no, a legal no. official sitting yeah. behind that desk. I think she was a love interest to King the Conqueror. Really? That well, seems a little strange, too. I felt too. like she was, it was feeling that way with Mobius. Right. And I, I saw several references to Kang as when we saw the three Time Lords <laughs> depicted. A lot of people thought one of them was Kang. Oh. That was driving me nuts. I kept, I'm like, it looked familiar, and I kept trying to figure out why any of the faces looked familiar. Right. I don't have a clue. <laughs> nothing. Nothing comes to mind, but it's just like, that just seems familiar to me for some reason. Yeah. Well, there's speculation we might see Kang the Conqueror in this series. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. Speculation. Well, who's surprised that Loki, despite everything, was still being Loki? Yes. <laughs> Marmy smart aleck trying to use his powers like yeah it's not working yeah <laughs> I, I love it though at the one point it's like <laughs> what what's he trying to do and the one the one guard's laughing he's trying to use his power yeah yeah <laughs> He's like, this Flex never happens jazz. to me. And I'm Flex like, oh. <laughs> yeah, B-15 was awesome. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it was just pretty funny. But it's like, listen, I know you're trying to tell me that I did something wrong. But you know what? If you want separate time travel, the Avengers did some stuff. And it's like, no, no, no. That was sanctioned. It's like, oh, you know, he just, his face. Damn it. Now what? <laughs> but I thought it was interesting because that kind of clears up all of the timeline problems, right? Yeah. Including, and I, I still don't know how I feel about this, but including Steve Rogers' reunion with Peggy and Gamora from the past staying in the present. But I was kind of feeling at this point when they explained this, that old Steve was because of the TVA. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know if that will come about. We'll see. I started thinking about Black Widow. Right. I'm only going to bring her back. I'm still questioning, because I'm going to see the movie, I'm still questioning if it's really, really her, or if it was a scroll or something, but uh -huh. it's a whole different thing. It's not altering timeline that irks the TVA. Really? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it's the fact that it wasn't permissible. It's like, wait, is uh, he supposed to fill out forms? Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like think we ever saw the Avengers filling out any forms before their <laughs> Well, you know what, yeah, back Lego had been busy. She was doing paperwork for a few years. We don't know. <laughs> 
Yeah. But I think it's pretty funny that Loki's like, damn it. Because as we're about to get judgment, Mobius interrupts and it's like, how about I use him for our purposes and we'll see where this goes. And I love it because Loki's just like, the hell just happened? Because he looks just as confused as everybody else. Yes. But he was a little miffed, I guess, as they were walking over to Mobius's office because we see... I honestly felt it was very Doctor Who-ish with, like, planet that seemed to be all encapsulated because there's, like, flying cars and these buildings. And I felt like the buildings were, like, every which way. But maybe it was just I was looking at it and maybe my head was cocked. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But there was some great banter back and forth, too. It's like, I will burn this place down. Like, well, I'll help you. Can you start with my desk and the paperwork over here? It's like, yeah, every person who works in an office ever. Right. That's how I was feeling. It's funny that Loki looked at it and just thought it was unbelievable. It's like any, I, I don't know, not a subspecies, but our unintelligent species or lesser species looks at something and says, well, that's magic. Right. They can't be. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they had like flying, well, not cars, but it was like vehicles, boats, yep. basically, <laughs> at, in Asgard. Right. Yeah, but that's why I was just saying, you know, like, Loki's like, it's magic. You said there's no magic here. It's like, you literally had boat flying. So we're going to get some putting Loki in his place as Loki is taken to Mobius's office where he continues to question everything about the TVA. Yeah, now while not strictly a Marvel reference, it is worth noting that Mobius is a big fan of an ice-cold Josta. Now, most of our listeners probably might not be of the age to recognize this soda brand, but Josta is a genuine Pepsi product that was available in the late 90s before being discontinued. Like, Oh my god, I thought it was a real thing, but I'm like, I thought I was misremembering. You know, (laughs) an early variety of energy drink, there's evidence a few perks to hunting down timeline criminals. <laughs> He's probably got cases. In Mobius's case, this includes sugary contraband. Now, Mobius reveals he specializes in the pursuit of dangerous variants, which he notifies Loki that he is not one of them. Yeah, after wow. Loki cockily said, oh, like me? No, not like you. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know. Just remind me. He was going to be reset. Did we ever learn what a reset is? I know what pruning is. We've seen that. <laughs> but what is a reset? Is he like reborn into something else? I don't think I so. It- or does he just go back to his timeline where he dies? I thought it was putting him back at least in the point where he left and like wipe his memory of what's happening. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe. But, but- when they kept using those dick things, I'm like, people who were disintegrating. Things yeah. were disintegrating. Yeah. I'm like, that's, maybe that's, that's resetting. I think that's, oh, a, that's pr- pruning? a pruning. Oh. I mean, as opposed to, you know, the timeline pruning, they can do people pruning too. <laughs> so he subjects Loki to a questionnaire where he digs into the trickster god's plans to take over the world. Loki reasons that choice breeds nothing but negativity. As he says, there's a fork in every road, but the wrong path is always taken, Not especially like by you. About himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, have you realized that yourself there, Loki? Yeah, his absolute rule, therefore, would have actually helped everyone by preventing them from making those decisions. And Mobius then warms up a hollow projector, <laughs> if they had him in the 60s, right. <laughs> which showcases a series of Loki's greatest hits from the Avengers. And Mobius points out how often he's lost and how his ideas of liberation come down to plain old murder. That was interesting because I don't think I had realized it until they were pointing every one of those out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like, holy crap. 
and he even questions Loki's title as the god of mischief. However, Mobius does admire his ability to escape, and with that, we're taking into a story we have yet to see. <laughs> Something that Loki was not expecting. We're taken back to the 1960s as the short-haired Loki is flirting with a flight attendant on a plane going by the name of D.B. Cooper. I've tried that. Not the hijacking, but flirting oh with a God. flight attendant. <laughs> I have the same luck as Loki, though. Right. <laughs> After getting everyone to evacuate via a bomb threat, he escapes with a duffel bag full of cash jumping out in midair. More of an Easter egg is from a real world story from Marvel or in 1971 as a yet unidentified man boarded a 727 held aircraft ransom for $200,000 selling himself cheap yeah. then parachuted out with the cash from Loki's hairstyle matching the real DB's Cooper artist impression to the smattering of banknotes left behind there's an impressive attention to detail in the scene it was impressive because they could have gotten easily gotten the plane wrong but that was a 727 and they did have an exit ramp down the back then which they had to fix and close on every single one of those 727s because I didn't want that happening again. Right. <laughs> oh my god, I had no idea Geezer about reference. all of that. Oh yeah, Geezer reference. That's what I'm good for. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He gets pulled back to Asgard, and it turns out this is all part of a bet with Thor. Showing zero fear in the presence of Odin's son, Mobius accuses Loki of losing a lot and suggests the habit might be simply his nature. Ouch. Ouch, yeah. Apparently, Mobius isn't wrong. Loki found himself tasting defeat in Thor, the Avengers, Thor Ragnarok, and Avengers Infinity War. Although not all of those have happened yet from this Loki's perspective. Hard <laughs> way to learn. Yeah. <laughs> I have a quick question for you guys, because it's been just bugging me in the fact that you put Odin's son on here. They didn't call him Odin's son. No, they called him by I a know. different last name. Right. And why didn't he turn into his blue eye thingy self? I forget what they're called. Because, I mean, if it's supposed to strip him away of everything. Right. I don't know why it just kind of popped in my head. I don't know. I, I thought of that, too. It was a little strange. He's not Asgardian, really. But he does. I don't know. He showed him naked like a man. Woohoo! And, yeah. <laughs> and, the, and then eventually. Well, that's what he, all, a whole lot of people were saying, Dave. Yeah. And yes. He, you know, and what was it? Endgame? He gets his neck snapped like a human. And I'm just thinking, right? I'm watching this. I'm thinking like, yeah, our Asgardians are human. And he, he always refers himself to as a god. But really, he's just a different type of being. Right. That mm. they adopted. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That, too. I'm just saying, how are you going to kill a god by snapping? If he was a god, you can't. You don't snap his neck. Right. <laughs> really? Unless you're a god, too. So. That's <laughs> what he told him. You know, I never got that's what Loki was saying when uh, Thanos snapped his neck. Right. You'll, you'll never be a god. I always heard him say that. I should have put on <laughs> closed captioning. Oh, well. Loki warns his interviewer what happened to the last person who said that. <laughs> Talking back to the Avengers where a dying Phil Coulson bravely assured Loki that his superhero team would emerge victorious in the end. This turns out to be the breaking point for Loki, who grows frustrated with Mobius's questioning. But all Mobius wants to know is why he does what he does. Yeah, this is a lot of tough love he's getting. When Loki responds, my choices are my own, and refers to the TVA as a deter to his ascent, Mobius turns back to the projector. He shows him that the rest of his timeline would have looked like, including him indirectly causing the death of his stepmother Frigga in Thor the Dark World. Mobius Which tells him... him up. Painful again. Yeah, I know. I, that was a surprise to see that look on his face like, I killed my mother? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, often see him shaking, especially that shaking. So Mobius tells him he wasn't born to be king, but to cause pain and suffering and death so that others can be the best versions of themselves. Double ouch. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> That's my fate. 
The meeting is interrupted by B-15, who's also a vitamin, pull, who pulls <laughs> Mobius aside to chastise him for not resetting Loki. And by the time he returns, the trickster god is gone, living up to his mischievous scamp title. He finds front desk worker Casey, who is hilarious, hilarious, played by Eugene Cordero Rutherford, threatening to get that Tesseract back. He's going to gut him like a fish. Yeah. <laughs> a, a what? What's a fish? <laughs> What's a fish? That's the part you're hung up on? <laughs> he finds Loki's like, wait, I have to explain what a fish is first? <laughs> yeah. How do you not know what a fish is? <laughs> I've lived here all my life. Everything comes wow. to a granny hall when they argue over fish. Yeah. <laughs> but he finds several confiscated items alongside, including a bounty of Infinity Stone. That really shook him, too. Oh, this makes him yeah. suddenly re- uh, Like, what? Is he stuck at your desk? Makes him suddenly realize that the greatest power in the universe lies not with Thanos, but with the TVA. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, use yeah. them for paperweights. Yeah. Holy crap. I think that was really important for Loki, because it's like, oh, crap, wait, this isn't fake? But then again, I mean, didn't they have a fake gauntlet with the Infinity Stone? Fake? I have one in my house. <laughs> No, but they had it down in the vault in Asgard. Yeah. Yeah. Or was it supposed to have gotten there after this at some point? Where did he get the gauntlet? Yeah, I guess they kept the gauntlet, but the stones were deliberately scattered. What confused me is that I saw a flashback to... Gosh, what was her name? Anyway, either from Endgame or the previous Avengers Infinity War, where she explained to Banner, time traveling Banner, how the Infinity Stones keep the timeline straight. Oh, the ancient one? Yeah, yeah. the ancient one. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. This, yeah. <laughs> so that's their thinking, and that's what the stones are for, but actually it's all superseded by something else. What? Can't that's wait to really find weird. This out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. That, that I feel like, like this has got to play in then with Doctor Strange. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. We're going to have what is it the multi multiverse of madness so it's like they tie stuff together and just give you just enough to make you crazy and start going down those rabbit holes yeah figure (laughs) out how they're going to get from point a to point b to make it all work (laughs) and it's never the way you think it might be (laughs) no not at all Uh, well somebody needs an attitude adjustment and that would be loki and at the moment when loki finally gets the tesseract but doesn't seem to realize it's not going to help you at all right not yet b15 charges in sending loki back to mobius's office mostly because he had grabbed the little thing that was porting him around right she was ready to just poof. yeah she was gonna reset him all right yeah <laughs> yeah he wasn't gonna make it out of here but he continues to watch some moments in his future quite tearfully which actually i think surprised a lot of people yes yeah yes because he again watches the moment where he sees friga he sees the future death of odin the reconciliation with his brother in Ragnarok and as he continues there's some smirk there's this and that until he sees his own death and I think that is really the point where it's like I am not a villain I need to change my whole attitude because (laughs) damn because he had already allied with Thanos and it's like oh wow okay then I think that's a really hard look at everything and I mean come on if anybody's seen what he's seen I think that would change everybody's attitude, right? Oh, absolutely. Person you've decided to saddle up with is going to be the one that kills you? That's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can't be too surprised. Not like Thanos is a great guy. Right. Yeah. Nutsack face. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you said that out loud. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first person to say it. And at this moment, B-15 comes in as Loki is watching and just kind of chuckles glorious purpose before sub- 
burning this hunter and freeing himself by this was great somehow getting her control to get his collar off and he slapped it on her and it's like okay i'm gonna keep screwing with you it's like back and forth back and forth (laughs) oh my gosh that was hilarious (laughs) yeah there's the god of mischief and mayhem right there yes but he sends her away who knows where and he just stays there he doesn't try to run he doesn't try to do anything and i think at this point it's a big deal because it's like all right well i'm just here i know what happened and all right i guess i do have more purpose than i thought and i thought that was a big look inside of himself it's like wow okay because when mobius does come in he's like i only hurt people because i have to because it's part of the illusion from the weak to gain control it's like wow i know and when mobius sits down he admits i can't offer you salvation but i can offer you something better wow there's a very yeah <laughs> yeah, I know. I was kind of like scratching my head. There's a variant that's been killing off TVA employees, and I want your help. Like, okay. And yeah, I'm going to really need your help because that variant, well, that's you. What? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on here. I don't think that would be possible. <laughs> now, I will tell you, though, I really wish they had shown not just the next snap with, with him and Thanos, but when he says, brother, like the sun will rise on us again. Right. Because yeah. I just felt like that was like super powerful. But But still, just him realizing, okay, I got to do this because I can't go back. I was like, oh, I was tearing up. It was a little dusty. But is it really? I really think that, yeah, if we have two Lokis now, they had to have captured the one that actually has escaped and is killing off the TVA employees at one point in time, and that's well, why did. that Loki is killing off TVA employees. <laughs> <laughs> and what's to say if our Loki doesn't see this as an opportunity to, to escape as well and do the same thing? We could end up with double trouble. <laughs> it would be an endless loop. Have you heard the theory about Miss Loki? Oh, Lady Loki? Yeah, yeah Lady Loki. I know Lady Loki is going to be here somewhere because I think they're going to show, I thought I had read this, I could be wrong, every variant of Loki because they did in his file say he show that he was gender fluid right, because yes. he has been yes. to so many different things. Yeah. Right. Like, wasn't he a horse at one point? Like, <laughs> I'm trying to explain this to Jason, my husband. And like, I'm like, yeah, at least I know one of his children is like a eight legged horse or something. It's really confusing. Mm. And he's like, what? And I'm like trying to find it. He's like, why are you telling me this? Why are you stuck on the horse thing? I'm like, because it's weird. <laughs> and Loki is, yeah, when I say gender fluid, it's because he's been everything. Right. Like, well, I hope it is Miss Loki or Lady Loki that's a, that cloak figure. Right. In the field there that'd be great yeah i think that she was a again i wasn't doing <laughs> marvel in the 90s was i no i wasn't she was a big figure in the 90s comics for marvel yep so with that we cut to oklahoma in 1858 Oklahoma. Yeah, what a grand time in the <laughs> in the state. We see some TVA Minutemen find a weapon stuck in the ground that is not from 1858, and it happens to be from the early 31st century with the variant intending to get oil or something. So they see a mysterious hooded figure in the distance who sets fire to the oil around them. The minute- oh, that's probably not good. No, they walked right into a massive trap. The Minutemen are burned alive as the figure grabs the resetting device. If this indeed 
is another Loki or another dangerous variant. The destruction they wield is over the seemingly godlike TVA immediately sets up the stakes for what's to come. Dun, dun, dun. Which yeah. is a whole lot of tomfoolery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes but, me wish uh, maybe they could have extended it beyond six episodes. Yeah. And this one does have the potential to go on further because you could have Loki just traveling through time forever. <laughs> right. I know. Absolutely everything and anything. So it's really interesting how they're setting it up. And it's only episode one. Yeah. Yep. And so do we think it's Lady Loki, another Loki? Is it Kang or somebody Maybe. else? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. It's Steve Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> People Steve. It'd be funny. It drops the cloak and it's Thor. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of feeling like not only are they tying with Doctor Strange already, is what if they're tying in with the next Thor? Was it Love and Thunder? Yep. Because we know that they're going to have Jane right. as Thor for a minute, Lady Thor. So what if they are trying to like tie it in there somehow? Be cool. And with yes, like would. Lady Loki and Lady Thor, who knows? Yep. Awesome. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> girls, girls Gone Wild is a whole nother. <laughs> Version here. <laughs> They're burning down the timeline. Yep. Well, you know how we thought about this episode. We'd like to know what you thought about it. So please send us your feedback. We want to hear those tin full hat theories to <laughs> contact us at the Fangirl Zone. Please review and rate us on iTunes or any other platform you use for podcasts with good ratings and reviews. It helps other fans of the show find us, as there are plenty of other Marvel podcasts out there. Tell your friends, and I hope you are enjoying our podcast. And don't forget to check out the other great Fangirl Zone podcasts. So don't forget to go over to www.fangirlzone.com. Check out our contacts page so you can message us Twitter, Facebook. Oh, where are we? We're everywhere. <laughs> our emails. And we really look forward to hearing from you. And for this episode of the marvelous post flip podcast, say that five times fast. I'm Steve. What if I was a robot and I didn't know it? I'm Sean Fangirl S. And this is the finest as Guardian leather. Don't you dare. Nice. And this is Mischievous Dave. And to honor our return, I have a poem. <laughs> At times I found the episode a little bit pokey. I expected all things mischievous Loki. Not that it was a bore. We did get a reference to Thor. But in the future, or if I was him, I'd include a reference to a mewling quim. Oh! <laughs> there is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone.